If you or anyone around you are affected by the subjects of today's podcast, you can reach out to get help, advice or support from our charity partners, Women's Aid, at womensaid.org.uk or the Yorkshire-based organisation IDAS at idas.org.uk. You can also find these links and reach out to us directly via our website, takebackthebeat.co.uk or email us at takebackthebeat.co.uk tour at gmail.com that's take back the beat tour at gmail.com hello hi hello welcome <laughs> to take, take back, back the beat, beat. Wait, notes. Why? notes 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 <laughs> echo 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 uh. How the devil are you? I'm, I'm okay. How are, how are you? I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we sound drunk? I know. Um, we're not. The problem is, I... like, behind the curtain, listener, we literally spend, like, every time we're like, right, we're going to report, we're going to record the podcast at two o'clock. So we get on at two o'clock and it's now three o'clock because we've just chatted. L- like, on the shite. dark, three o'clock. Yeah. yeah. For an hour. And then we get on the podcast and we both turn into, like, little hyper <laughs> children. Yeah. Um, so yeah. but that's just that just proves that we have a genuine friendship so there you go yeah, that's just, We're not just the like, way it is yeah we don't just jump on and go okay let's go <laughs> we have to chat shit for an hour <laughs> like literally and then we go oh why did we do this zoom oh that's why oh, yeah. <laughs> no, like, bye babe have a good day no 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 no, no. podcast babe podcast we have to record <laughs> so on a scale of <laughs> again Sorry, listeners, if you follow my Instagram, you'll know this, but I've just had this weird obsession with the Australian accent the past, like, week. Uh, more than that. It's got to be more. Because you've sent me voice notes in it, <laughs> and then I came to London last week, and you were still doing it. I'm actually quite jealous, though, because I can't do it. You can I say can one do, word. You, I can say one word, and I'm going to do it in a minute for everyone, and it's going to blow you out of the water. Everyone's going to be like, oh, this is an Australian podcast. <laughs> They've got an Australian guest today. Like, Nat's really good at it, and um, I can't do it at all. so not. Literally, like, my flatmate is Australian, and I was doing it to her at the and she was like, yeah. um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> go on, do your word. You ready, guys? Oh, drum drum roll. <laughs> Why am I nervous? I could just be like, cut this shit out. Are you ready? Go on. Are you ready? Water. <laughs> um, so, on a scale of one to a whole jar of Biscoff, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy because your girl has got eight days off. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So I am very happy. Yes, I am actually going to a festival. So my dad turns 60 next week. Big up, Ian. Big Big up. The bigger 6-0. And he wanted to go to a festival because that's my dad. For his 50th, he went to Ibiza. That's just my dad. He's... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, Your dad so, kills me. I yeah. So for his sixtieth, obviously we're going. We're all going to a festival. Obviously, uh, it's like it's like a four day thing. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't like camped no. since I was like fifteen. Like Aww. it's not a thing I do. You know, like when you used to tell your parents you were stopping at your friend's house. Yeah, and you'd, you'd like end up in a field. Yeah, you'd, you'd, with like ten other people With and Strongo then get and at, WKD. Yeah. Yeah, and get up at 5 a.m. Like, why did we do this? We're going to die. Um, oh, so I haven't yeah. I haven't done it since then, so I'm a little bit nervous. 
Um, that sounds really weird, but I just am because I don't know. There's showers and things there. It's like a whole thing. Um, yeah. But my brain's like, am I going to end up checking into a hotel? Like, because <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I mean, don't know. you saw me. I camped for my mate's wedding last weekend. Yeah. And literally, <laughs> two days after, I couldn't move my head to the left because the beds oh. were so uncomfortable. And I was like, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really lucky because my friend, my, my yes, I have other friends, listeners, other Bullshit. than that. Um, um, and because they've got like a, obviously a family, so when we first came out of the pandemic, mm. and you could only like really go on holiday in your own country, yeah, they bought this big massive. This uh, they describe it as like a blow up thing, like you just press a button, oh, and you okay. have to plug it in, and it blows up. It's like a two bedroom thing with a, like a space <laughs> in the middle, like a living area. Okay, uh, she's got camp beds and everything. So I was like, ah. can I steal that? That sounds um, good. So I'm hoping that it's not going to be like too horrific for me because I think yeah. they've gone, they went all out because they okay. they went for like two weeks. They did a whole thing. Okay. Um, so yeah. it's not going to be too bad. Um, no. So I'm excited, but I'm <laughs> nervous because I just don't know. So yeah. I'm going to be very drunk, um, yes. which can't wait for. Also very hungover. <laughs> very hungover. <laughs> Um, and then I'm probably going to cry for two days when I get back. So that's just the order of things, isn't it? <laughs> that is what um, we do, yeah. But I'm very excited and it's, it's you know, It'll celebrating. Really yeah, and it's music. Yeah. A lot of rock music, which me and my dad, as you know, if you listen, we love our rock yes, music. Yes. Um, so I'm very, very excited, yeah. if I'm honest. But I've got to go, to, I'm going tomorrow. And since I've had a date, like... I finished work a couple of days ago. I've been up every morning at like 7 a.m. Because I've had like, I had a photo shoot on Sunday. Monday. 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 Thank you. I love that you know me, <laughs> my schedule better than me. I know. <laughs> yeah. And then I had work to do yesterday. But I've been up awake every day at like 7 a.m. So, so I'm tired, but yeah. I also have eight days off to rest. Yeah, so she does. It's very exciting. So on the Biscoff, Are you going to take open- Biscoff to the campsite? I think I'm going to need the Biscoff for when I get back. Yeah, okay, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> so when I'm like two jars deep crying, going, why did I drink? I feel weird. Ah, da, da. Yeah. That's going to be okay. when I need it. So next week so. when I ask you how you are, you're going to be like, I'm crying in a Biscoff tin. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm good. I'm excited. I'm going away. On a scale of one to a whole jar of Biscoff, why is my mum ringing me? Sorry, Pam. Not right now. Pam. I love you. Um, Pam. How, how are you? How the devil are you? You went to Reading first. I did. Um, how was that? It's really, because I'm really dramatic now. So my favourite band in the whole entire world is the 1975. This is quite a, like, I am verging on obsessed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, good yeah, for you. Good I for you. love them. I'm literally like, obsessed <laughs> breathe okay breathe <laughs> um and like during lockdown for my 30th aiden bought me tickets to go to germany and go see them on their european tour and then mm-hmm. you know that thing covid that just fucked up life yeah cool never heard of it but never heard of it um so they cancelled their european tour so he was always like i owe you tickets to go to 1975 when they tour again and I was like, well, you won't need to pay for it because I'll be supporting them, so it's fine. So obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks ago, my mum texts me. She's like, have you seen the 1975 a headlining Reading Fest? And I was like, instantly begging everyone to sell me their ticket. And so we got two tickets. I, as a kid, went to Reading Festival every year. Like, I've seen Slayer there. I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers. I saw Bullet for Valentine. Nice. The old school rock chicken me was literally living yeah. her best. So I was buzzing to go. 
And the same time, really fucking paranoid because I haven't been to a festival where I'm not performing about 10 years. Yeah. Like, I, I very much go do the show, hang around, watch a few artists, and, and then, then leave when I start to feel uncomfortable because it's a yeah. lot of people. And yeah. Reading Festival is 100,000 people capacity. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm really proud of myself, actually, because I really panicked up until the day. And like when we were getting ready, like going full out Felicia on the Glitter Life, um, I was quite nervous and like, yeah. I don't know if I'm okay with this. We got there and I just instantly went back into like 16-year-old Nat, just oh, living her best life. Yeah. Um, just it was really great it was amazing and like Halsley did this whole big like women's rights set and I was here for it and then we saw yeah. the 1975 and they were insane like um I'm not his voice babe amazing they played their brand new song which is out next Friday and I babe I was just living my best life like my Yay. feet were covered in blisters I was in absolute agony the next you day you did send me a video of you and Aiden so <laughs> I, have, I have that now to hold against you so. oh we was we was like, look at my mum and dad having fun <laughs> <laughs> I mean everyone there was like 16 and I was like wow when did I get old um so I had Biscoff on reserve but you were fine. But I was absolutely fine like honestly really proud of myself I had a mental breakdown the next day um, which you know about, yeah. Because I just, do you know what it is? I'm not sleeping again, and I always, I said this mm -hmm. to my therapist a few weeks ago. Like, one of my big signs that I'm going to have a mental breakdown is not sleeping. Yeah. As soon as I'm like, I'm struggling to sleep, I'm preempting it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'd had a little bit of um, a PTSD flare up last week when like I saw some guys at a garage and I like, just got a bit freaked out about it. Um, and it was late at night, la la la, and. So yeah, on Monday, I kind of just had a little breakdown because I was just like, wow, I'm 32. It's my career I want it to be. What am I doing? Fuck, me and Aiden are moving and I can't afford a fucking wardrobe. This is not yeah. what I wanted. And like, just had this little breakdown and I know it's because I'm tired as well and anxiety flare up. And then yeah. literally, I've always sent you like a 20 minute voice note. <laughs> driving back to London having like going through all the stages of like a full mental breakdown having a cry having a good old chat with myself and then pulling my big girl pants up and being like well mm -hmm. we just do it again so um yeah <laughs> that was a no it's true we just gotta gotta keep going that's it yeah and it it was that whole thing of like me and Aiden had a chat and I was just like do I just get a regular job do I what do I do with my life like this is not what I want I don't want to be struggling for money I don't want to be constantly seeking validation and la 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 like if you'd have told 16 year old me that at 32 I was in the crowd for Reading Festival not playing it I just mm. it's not what I wanted and actually everyone's path is different and we have yeah. to just keep going and keep doing what makes us happy and yeah so it is isn't it it's we've spoke about this and it's it's trying to find that that happy medium of like yeah. what is success to you because yeah, and not success to, to the world yeah yeah see like my brain goes well a year ago i hadn't released my ep yeah and a year later i've not only released it but i've toured it in some incredible venues with incredible yeah. artists including yourself Me. so that's that's a win yeah and i'm like okay that's great is it sometimes frustrating because i think me and you are like full 
obviously with this, like even Take Back the Beat isn't a, even a year old. And the things that we've achieved for, you know, oh, to help crazy. other people and to bring awareness is great. Yeah. And But I think that's, you and I are so like full steam ahead. Yeah. Like, now, 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 now. And we've talked about this before, haven't we, that we've also got to like go, right, well, what does success mean to you? Does it yeah. mean three million followers? Like, who cares? Yeah. You know, or does it mean creating art or creating a platform where we can help people and yeah. just, you know, being an artist, yeah. like a penniless artist, <laughs> like struggling, we, obviously, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Do I, would I want, a, you know, um, do you say fans anymore? Is that we? I don't know. Like people who enjoy you as an artist yeah. and. But I hate saying followers. I hate that word. I know. I it fucking feels hate so that fake, word. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So it's just we've we, we've got it's to so kind of hard. slow down, haven't we? And go right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had this plan, and it didn't go exactly where where and when. Because when you're 15, you make these stupid things up, and you're like, "Oh, 30s old." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no." Now yeah. I want to slap that little 15 year old. I'm like, "No, bitch. We're not old. We're in our prime." Yeah. <laughs> true it really is true and it's just kind of going actually what makes me happy and in this moment this is this and yeah like, it's absolutely fine and yeah so and I to do just feel live, be in the moment like look what we're doing yeah. you know look what you're doing look what so it's just being in the moment yeah. and trying not to look at other people but it's really oh, difficult yeah. because you never look at people who I don't know how to word this because I don't want to sound so you know like a year ago I, I hadn't you know yeah like I've just said you never look at people who you think aren't as far along as you and that's do you know what I mean I don't mean like far along but I mean in this this business or this you know in your career you look at people who are like way a fucking head of you and go why aren't I there yeah I'm as I'm good I'm this I'm that yeah but it's like everybody has that journey yeah like this is why I still I love Billy Lockett because he posted something the other day and he was like um, he said about release he's released like 72 songs yep. in the past whatever and he was like all of them flopped until this one he was like so please don't get this yep. like false illusion that I just came out of blah 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 do you know what I mean like yeah. because it does so, it does seem that way because you only ever hear of one like stuff like Lewis Capaldi he had yeah. songs that flopped before it took oh, yeah. off and you're like you don't hear about that stuff you don't hear no. about like you just hear about shit. this one song and this one person that's come out of nowhere and you're like, no, yeah. they've been on the exact same journey that we're on now. Yeah. Trying their damnedest to Crying make in the corner it. constantly. And, cry- like, and it's, it is, yeah. it's it's so difficult putting any form of art out Yeah, because it, it's your soul. So it's when it's so like, hard. you've got one monthly listener, you're like, oh my God, and that's me, fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> do you know, that's my do you know what I mean? <laughs> fuck. And then you're texting your family like, you all better fucking listen. <laughs> I need at <laughs> least five. listens are going down. Can you, can you, all right. I know it's been out nearly a year, but come on, guys. Um, no, it's so, so it's, true. It's tough, but, you know, we've, we've got yeah. to keep at it. And, and it supporting like each other. I think supporting each other is amazing. It's remi- like reminding ourselves how lucky we are that, like, mm-hmm. we are healthy. Lucky we yeah. are that... Yes, we're about to go into a fucking recession, but we can oh, have a roof yeah. over our heads and we can't, we do have an amazing family and yeah. it's just so hard, isn't it, to oh, bring yourself yeah. back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's why we, between us both, you you usually have a breakdown and then I'm like, right, we got this. We have this conversation that <laughs> we've obviously just had you on have here. A breakdown. <laughs> and then I have a breakdown, which I'm guessing will be when I come back from this festival. Yes, I'm, I'm guessing probably in about 10 days time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and But it's, 
it, I know that you understand me and I know that yeah. I understand you and it's not just like somebody going, oh, you'll be all right. Yeah. Like we, we understand the depth of where you, your feelings and emotions yeah. can go in this business because it is one of, I mean, on a personal level, because obviously I'm not saving lives. I'm no. not, you know, rescuing people from burning buildings, but on an esteem and an emotional and a personal yeah. level, it is one of the hardest industries oh to put yourself yeah. in. And like, to be put on a platform, absolutely. to be constantly ridiculed and told that you're shit or you're not good enough or you're too yeah. fat and you're too this and your songs aren't this enough. And and yeah. it's just like, why would you do that to yourself? But also it's, it's we're, we're artists, we're creatives. It's what, yeah. it's what you and do, also, no like, matter what form. When the amount of people I speak to, when we talk about Take Back the Beat, and as an artist, it's kind of like a thing that <laughs> we joke about it and we laugh about it. But most artists have some sort of mental health issues or some form of anxiety or imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And then add in trauma or PTSD mm-hmm. or anything else. And it's like the amount of people who have said to me they've listened to our podcast and gone, how are you guys still doing this? And like after a mirror, especially when we did like a bit of a chat about what we'd been through and whatever. Yeah. A lot of people were like, that's a lot to deal with and like we had someone say like it's really brave what you guys are doing because not only are you releasing your souls you're also Mm -hmm. releasing everything and every insecurity and every moment and what's quite triggering in our industry is constantly like you said being told you're not good enough you're not this enough you're not that enough and these are things we've already been told these are all things Mm -hmm. we've already had to deal with personally let alone professionally and it's so difficult with everything to keep going and sometimes you do have to be a bit ignorance is bliss and like mm-hmm. with music i used to be very much like oh can you can you listen to my song and see what you think whereas now i'm like this song's a fucking banger if you don't like it just don't tell me yeah like because yeah. you have to be like mm-hmm. it's opening yourself up and, it's, and people are so you know we've got people around us that are so keen to try and tell us you're not criticize. doing this right yeah and why aren't you doing this and you should be doing this that's why you haven't made it yet and you're like who yeah. the hell are you like yeah. excuse me sir like oh, yeah. well one do you even know where i want to be i might be exactly where exactly. i want to be thank you thank you for your time so, yeah. yeah thank you for your opinions but if they're not you know <laughs> if they're not positive yeah. i don't want to know i mean this whole spiel I mean, it may seem off topic to you guys um but the reason we're kind of talking a lot about creativity and the effects it has on mental health as well as mm. ourselves is our guest today. Yeah. Her name is Mary McBain. I met her because I was an extra in a short film she did. And I got asked by a uh, friend who was directing it. Not directing it. Well, he was starring in it. And did he do it? No, Sarah Day directed it. He was starring in it and like helping yeah. kind of produce it and get it on board. And um, he basically messaged me and said, it's about this quite up your street this was years and years ago and I was like this sounds so exciting and I got on board and this is genuinely something I refer to quite a lot in my life this um short film that she's done it's called spaghetti we're going to talk about it quite a bit hopefully in this interview um but she is a actress a writer she currently lives in LA yeah we're really excited to get to talk to her about why spaghetti came about Mm -hmm. so uh, shall we bring in oh that was terrible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> water water shall... oh fuck that shall we bring in mary shall we Let's do bring this her in. okay here we go here we go we have the amazing mary <laughs> hello, hello mary. Mary. 
Straight in, straight in. <laughs> Mary's coming to us from LA. How fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> you look very like, good morning. Like you've had, you're already up and about wearing our PJs, just chilling. Like, yes. Very nice. It's only 11.30 in the morning here. So we've still got a lot of day oh, wow. left. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's night time here. We're ready for bed. Yeah. <laughs> you're chilling. <laughs> well, you've got a gig though, Natalie. So you've got a thing after this. <laughs> I literally was telling Farah, I've literally got a gig at like 11 p.m. and I've got to be there at like nine. And I was like, oh gosh, okay. Oh, um, oh, bless you. I know, but I'm getting old. So I'm just like, oh, that's like <laughs> past my bedtime. Yeah, it doesn't even too late. Me. It's not that long ago that I would be literally getting ready to go out at 10.30, having some yep. Lambrini, getting dressed, ready to head out. <laughs> yep. Now. Yep. So not the case. Yeah, literally. Now I'm like, it's I want to like, be home for 10.30. Like, yeah. that's my goal. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's like, even stuff like, I went and saw um, Cabaret in the West End last night. And it starts at half seven. And I literally was like, oh, it doesn't finish till like half ten. Oh, that's quite late. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's the time that we'd usually be like, going out. Mm. I was like, oh, you've yeah. got old now. When yeah. does that we, start? We it's really sudden. It's like very yeah. sudden. There's it no is. warning. No, it just There's happens. No. And you find yourself then like moaning about it and you're like, oh, it's happened. I'm old. It's happened now. I'm old. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But the reason, so Mary, I wanted you to come on because, so we actually met doing your short film. Yes. Which yeah. I talk about and reference a lot mm-hmm. in my life. Probably more than I talk about friends and reference like <laughs> friends quotes. Wow. Um, because it was just so, so brilliant. Um, so yeah, can you tell the audience a little bit about spaghetti and where it came from and the whole kind of concept of its brilliance? Ah, oh, well, thank you for that introduction. <laughs> I'm really glad that <laughs> it made an impact. It's so funny. I still loved it. Thank you. I, it was the most special. I will never, ever, ever forget even just the making of it, you know, that we did it yeah. with a fully female crew. And I mean, that was just so special and randomly filmed the first day of filming was valentine's day so it was like yeah we brought all 23 women i think it was worked on it on valentine's day all processing all different kinds of things and it was like yeah it was really special i i guess um wind it back i had had an experience with somebody out here that was not good um <laughs> I and I actually wrote about it um like properly wrote about the full experience last week I haven't yeah. and I've never told anybody the whole story because I could never get my own head around it um yeah. never even to a therapist I've just kind of done the cliff notes uh because I just couldn't it, it was so weird I could never understand it and I didn't yeah. understand um yeah, it was just so, it was, it was so odd. So I, with this guy, when it, I don't know, I keep jumping all over the place, sorry. But right afterwards, no, okay. I, I knew that it was really bad because I couldn't stop crying for days afterwards, which is just not me. I'm very much like, you know, yeah. being through a lot of stuff, but I'm very good at just doing the British thing, you know, like probably start to <laughs> carry on. Like, <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't stop. And, um. I asked if he, well, he, I was feeling traumatized. And then he sent me a text saying he'd had a great time. And when could we do it again? 
And I was so oh confused. God. Yeah, and I was like, mm. "You had really? You had a good time? How? You know?" <laughs> I and then I thought, "God, maybe I'm mad. Like maybe I'm completely mad, and I've and I'm the one that's got this really confused." So I said, "Well, will you meet me for coffee?" And when I went to meet him for coffee. Um, we sat down and uh, I said, you know, I just want to talk about this like adults because I really want to understand. I, I genuinely want to understand how two people could have been in the exact same experience and only you and yeah. I know all the things that happened because we were the only two mm-hmm. who did, you know, experience yeah. the whole thing. And how is it that your takeaway was that you had a great time and you want to do it again, but how is my takeaway that I've been crying for three days? I don't understand. And I said, for me, I feel like you really disrespected me. And he yeah. immediately stood up and he said, this is where I leave. And I was like, well, well please don't leave. Please don't leave. I'm not angry. I, I'm not angry. I just want to understand what happened. And then he said, you never said the word no. So this isn't an issue of consent. And I sat there and I thought, gosh, did I not say no? I know I said I don't want to, but I never said Maybe I genuinely didn't say no. It was so wild. And I said, please sit down, please sit down. And then because, you know, this industry, it's a small world and it's Mm -hmm. wild how massive LA and how massive, you know, London and the film and TV industry feels at times. But it's really small. People know each other, people talk. And this guy um, thinks that he is very well known. And so that was another part of this whole thing that was like another element of how do I navigate this? Because he is known very well in his field and in the film and TV industry. So I I was trying to play it in a way that I, I didn't want to damage the amount of effort I'd put into all the relationships I'd built and the networking I'd done. And I of course was scared, which wrongly now I see years later, but I was really scared that he could ruin my reputation especially in Malibu, where I have wonderful relationships and connections, business and personal, and I was really terrified. And I thought, you know, if if this person who's very successful says something about me, who are they going to believe? And I made nice. I said, you know, we finished our coffees and we parted ways. But my God, I was just so, like, it threw me then. I really then was struggling. And uh, because I knew in the moment, maybe he was right. I never fought him off. I never said no. I never shouted. I never got, you know, it, it, there was no violence. So how was, yeah. how could I then call that rape? Because in my head, it wasn't rape because I had, there was no struggle. Yeah. So this is where I started yeah. to get really like, Okay, this is serious. I know I'm I know I'm in a really bad way. And after that coffee, I was in a really bad way. And I'd already had some things that had happened in my life separate from that, and I spiraled. Um I was really 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 struggling and eventually went to get help. I I thought I just don't I don't recognize the inside of my head and it was this thing that had happened that had really pushed me over and I went to go and see a psychiatrist and I was like I yeah. think I'm losing it. And she, we, we had a session. At the end of the session, she said, if, if I got a textbook out now and I had a class of students and I described what you've told me about your symptoms and we looked at the textbook, you have every symptom of PTSD. She said, you have PTSD. 
And this is what's happened is you've had so many traumatic events so close together that your brain literally can't process them anymore. And so, so your body is sort of, um, you're doing what you have to do to survive. And then past that, your things are struggling. So, okay. That made sense. Then around that time, a friend of mine who's a filmmaker called me and said, um, that she was really bored and that she had nothing to do and like my writing and what I write has something to film. And I was like, oh, love no, that. I've got... <laughs> yeah, 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 I love that. I was like, no, I can't. I don't have the bandwidth, you know. And then she was like, come on, what's on your mind? And I was like, oh, geez, well, consent is on my mind. She goes, write, write me something about consent. And I thought, I don't want to write something about rape because this still doesn't yeah. feel like rape, even though... I didn't want it to happen. I knew I did not give out the physical cues for that I want this to happen. I know I didn't look comfortable, but it still didn't feel yeah. like rape because yeah. to me. Um, so I said, I don't want yeah. to write something that looks like rape. So we talked on the phone a long time and I said, what if we use food? And she was like, I like that. <laughs> so we <laughs> talked about how we could use food and that way people wouldn't be triggered because I also didn't, I can't watch rape. I can't, like, on, yeah. on, I find it really, really, really troubling when I see a scene when it's clearly yeah. that. I didn't want to do that mm. to anybody else. And I knew I couldn't either. I wasn't ready, you know? So we wrote yeah. this thing about spaghetti and um, about a girl. So the story of the short film is that a girl is hanging out with a guy and goes for dinner and she doesn't really eat very much at dinner because it's like a first date. So she's still hungry. So the guy invites her back to his house for a snack. And when she gets there, he starts making a huge pot of spaghetti. And she's like, well, this is a full meal. And I just wanted a snack. He's like, a bag of crisps? And she's like, yeah, like a bag of crisps. And then he explains to her that when you tell a boy you're hungry and the guy gets really hungry too, he's in pain if he doesn't get to eat. So I was like, all right. I, you know, she feels bad. She's like, maybe I'm being silly. I guess I'll eat. I'll try a bit. And then mm. anyway, he makes the full meal and she goes silent and eats it. And then afterwards, neither of them know what's happened. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a story that didn't say either way what it was because I thought, well, yeah, if you can watch it and I leave for the audience to have to figure yeah. it out. Maybe that's going to be more powerful. So, yeah. yeah. I ended up making it in England because I was I was working with an attorney that was <laughs> a very bad person and I nearly got deported. <laughs> so that's the only reason I was in England, which was in the end. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, I found out that's the last so minute. I had three days to leave the country before, you know, so I didn't get deported so that I could come <laughs> back. Yeah. So that was a Bloody gift. Hell. In the, it didn't feel like it at the time, but it was such yeah. a gift because I yeah. came back and I, uh, the first weekend there, my, my best friend here was like, you need to meet this guy, Dan Berman. Like, yeah. as soon as you get there, just email him. And I was like, okay. So I emailed and he was um, hiring directors for a table read. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I had That's the script. Awesome. Yeah, so I was like, all right. I don't want to sit here and twiddle my thumbs while I wait to go back to America. We have yeah. to make this. And he agreed. And he, it was his idea to do the full female crew. So, yeah, yeah, it all came from that. 
Wow. Dan is an absolute. Dan actually, I don't know if you've seen. I released a music video about my experience with a toxic relationship, and I reached out to Dan and said, "I'm doing this music video. I would feel really comfortable with you playing this person." And he was incredible. Like Aww. all day, he made me laugh. He was every time I was a bit on edge, he was always checking in, checking. I wasn't triggered by anything. Just like there was quite. There's a bit in the music video where like there's a bit of like violence, and he was just the most sensitive guy mm. and I just remember being like you everything about you is just well done like because when he texts me and he was like I don't know if you're interested I need a girl to be this Zumba instructor for this oh, short yeah. film that I'm doing and I literally was like okay and he was like this is the concept and I was like well you know me far too well you know I'm in what time have I got to be <laughs> and he was he's so just brilliant with any sort of sensitive subject oh like yeah this just yeah brilliant definitely I got like, so lucky and I think yeah a lot of times I think things aren't don't happen by accident and you yeah. know mm-hmm. this I've been really lucky in the way that this has been able to be my response and that the right yeah. people showed up and that I have now had the support and I've had the therapy and I'm a lot better um mm-hmm. yeah. but uh yeah Dan was incredible and I remember when we did the rehearsal the night before so Sarah Day directed and she is a force yeah. she's phenomenal yeah. Yeah. yeah and um yeah she had Dan and I I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because it was really <laughs> intense but she had Dan and I do this exercise I think it was the night before we filmed or a couple of nights before we filmed and she explained what she was gonna do and one because she really wanted us both to feel the feeling of not being able to get away and she wanted yeah. to see what that would do to the characters. Because obviously in the film, we're just sitting at a table opposite each other. There is no physical contact mm-hmm. yeah. in the film. Um, yeah. You never see us touch. And, but she wanted to make sure that this was going on underneath. And so she, oh, she told me I was going to walk into a room and my job was to get away from Dan. That was to sit next to him and then my job was to get away. And then she separately told Dan that I was going to come into a room and sit next to him and his job was to make sure I couldn't leave. And oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Like, I came in and sat down and thinking, I work out, I'm strong, I can <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I got this. I got this. And um, I sat next to him on the couch and then I went to leave. And he pulled me onto his lap and he wouldn't let me off. And then I managed to stand up and he grabbed me and he wouldn't let me out, which was his assignment. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he obviously overpowered me as a guy and Seracle cut and I just like lost it. It was like the oh. it wasn't Dan, it wasn't Sarah, it was just that was the thing that I hadn't let go of. And oh, Dan yeah. just held me and was like, You're safe, you're safe, you're safe. Oh, and it was like oh. because I hadn't struggled in the moment. I, it yeah. was like it was silent and I guess because I you hold on to things in your body but yeah he was amazing and made the whole mm. thing so safe I got so lucky I got so lucky with every single person that worked on that film was an absolute yeah. gem and just yeah yeah it was so I was so lucky I'm so grateful it was amazing amazing oh, wow. it was it was spaghetti that when I came and saw it at the BFI didn't I you 
There was a big yeah at the BFI. Not not a BFI. No, the BAFTA, the BAFTA. It was a BAFTA. Yeah, yeah, BAFTA. that's what you came to. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, it was amazing. amazing. Wow. Yeah, and that only happened because we were trying to choose venues to screen at. And Dan at one point went because I was thinking about all these really cool venues, and Dan goes. Yeah, McBain, like, chill out. You're not getting this to like BAFTA or something. And I was like, oh, BAFTA. Why did I think about BAFTA? <laughs> it was so good. Because I, I took my sister as my, my plus one. And I remember telling her because she again is a survivor. And I was like, so this is what the short film's about. I was like, I've only seen 30, 40 seconds of it with the um, clip in, in that I was involved yeah. in. Yeah. Gym aspect where you are having a fr- conversation with your friend yeah. about what had happened. Did what? Why did you eat spaghetti? Did you even want to? That whole thing. And I remember telling Kel, I was just like, "This is such an interesting concept because mm-hmm. it's so. It feels like it shouldn't be this hard to explain consent, but it feels like it is hard to mm-hmm. explain consent. And at the end of the day, whether you said no or not, you didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it you like. That you will, you know, like people, people know if someone doesn't want to do whatever. Like you know, if you go out for dinner with your friend and they're not really that hungry, you know. Mm. Even if they don't go, no, I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So it's such such an interesting concept. Yeah, like, I love it. Thank you. And it became really it important to me, and still feels really important to teach this. And so it, yeah. things got put on hold because of, you know, the pandemic and everything. But um, yeah. Yeah. it feels really important to me to be able to teach because I didn't know about fight, flight or freeze. I knew about fight or flight, but I only yeah. heard about freeze at the night of BAFTA. We had a psychiatrist on the panel and yeah. she started explaining because someone said, well, why wouldn't she have just left or why wouldn't she have just said something? <clears throat> and the psychiatrist was like, because it's fight, flight, or freeze. And she went into freeze. And I was like mm. on the panel with the whole audience. And I was like about to lose it. I was like, oh my God, I froze. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that's what it was. That's what oh, happened. Wow. And um, I didn't know. And so now it feels really important to teach that, to teach, to yeah. recognize. Because I think now, when I freeze now, uh, not in those situations, but in other situations, when I find myself freezing, it's like a little voice goes off and goes, oh, you're freezing. And then it's like, okay, so, and then it, I calm down or then I can start having different thought processes. But in the moment, yeah, I wish I'd known. And how do you mm, teach yeah. people to recognise when they're with someone, even if that person might be naked, that they don't yeah. want to do it anymore? Yeah, they it, don't want to yeah. go any further. Yeah. Mm. And I know that... And it's teaching, like, that whole thing of, you can stop at any point. Mm-hmm. Literally like, again, any that point. that beautiful moment in Spaghetti when he said, the actor says about, oh, but if you tell a guy that you want spaghetti and then you don't eat it, they it's, it's painful for them. It was it was such an interesting moment because I was like, that is the guilt that mm-hmm. sometimes people feel. Yeah. And being guilted into consent isn't consent. And no. blue like, balls still no. not a yes. isn't a thing. That's not a medical <laughs> phenomenon. And we all grow up as women thinking blue balls is a thing. And are we yeah. the yeah. to give someone blue balls? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. afterwards, not long afterwards, and this is another thing that I'm always like, oh, things are just so like, things, the way things happen, it's kind of amazing. But I yeah. was in a mess, like a mess after that. Like, just really, and really, like, went a bit reckless, too. Because I think I was, it made me feel like I wasn't worth looking after. Like, I was just, mm, like, yeah. I, I don't know what why that happened, but I just felt like I, 
I don't deserve to take care of myself. I'm like, I felt really worthless after. Like, the, yeah. I was just this nothing. And I'd gone out with some friends, and at the beginning of the night, I'd said to them, will you watch for me? Because I want to drink until I can't feel anything. And it was, mm. I haven't done that many times. I was like, I can't mm. take this. I just want to feel numb. Yeah. And my friends were like, I mean, we've always got your back. But like, you know, go easy type thing. I did not go easy. Yeah. I drank so much and I achieved my goal of I couldn't feel and I couldn't feel the pain. I couldn't feel that awful feeling of what this mm. thing had done to me. And on the yeah. way home, oh my God, I had the spins. I was in an Uber with a really lovely good friend of mine. And um, I said to him, I got the spins. Either I'm going to throw up or I need to get in the water and sober up. So we're both yeah. pretty hammered. And so we got the Uber to pull over at Venice Pier. And, um, oh, my God, some, I must have guardian angels. But uh, <laughs> we got out of the Uber oh. and, I got in, I, and I knew my friend really well. I, I got into my underwear and got into the, into the ocean at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, hammered. Oh, gosh. The stupidest decision. And I was there in my underwear, which happened to be bra and thong. But I didn't get, like, I was like, oh, I'm with my friend. We're fine. So then we like, like, in the water. He's, like, going to catch me against the waves. And in that, he's like, oh, maybe, maybe Mary's into me. Anyway, we, I was already going to have to crash at his house. So we got back to his house. And the water here might be hot in L.A. The water is freezing. Like, this is not warm water. <laughs> So it, we were freezing and we got back to his house and I'm like, I'm absolutely freezing. I have to warm up. Can I get in the shower? So he's taking all these cues as like, oh, she was just in her underwear. Yeah. Now she wants to get in the shower. So I'm like hammered, drunk, slightly sober from the water, <laughs> naked in the yeah. shower. And he joins me in the shower, also naked. And I don't know, like, what happened, but I finally, this teeny tiny little voice came out, and I was like, I don't want to. And he went, what? And I was like, I don't want to. And he was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I read it wrong. And he, like, grabbed a towel, <laughs> wrapped oh. it around him, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, read, oh, I'm, I read the signals wrong. Oh. And I was like... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. And he's like, don't be sorry. And then he's like, what do you need? And I was like, may I have some pajamas? Oh. And um, he got me pajamas. And then um, I got dressed. And he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. And then he's like, but also, I'm really horny. So uh, I'm just going to go smoke a joint and uh, calm down. And then he was like, <laughs> he goes, I can, oh, brilliant. He goes, I can sleep on the couch downstairs or I can sleep on the floor in here. And I was like, don't be silly. Like, you can sleep up here, but I just, I don't want to do anything. Is that all yeah. right? And he's yeah. like, of course it's all right. Like, of course it's oh. all right. Yeah, oh. and then it, he went off and smoked a joint. And I was laying there and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I just said no and someone listened. And it was like, oh, yeah. this power that had been had over me by all of these experiences. Because the thing that made me write spaghetti was not the first time this had happened. Yeah. But it lifted. And then he came to bed. We slept. Nothing happened. And in the morning, we woke up. And I just kept going, we didn't have sex. We didn't have sex. <laughs> we didn't have sex. <laughs> oh. He was like, all right, keep showing oh, that. Let my roommates here. And I was like, no, we didn't have sex. I'm so happy. <laughs> and he was like, this is not usually the reaction <laughs> that you want to wake up to. He's like, 
but I get it. And I was like, honestly, I can't even tell you. I was like, I'm so excited. You, you have no idea. I said no, and you listened. And he was like, of course yeah. I listened. Like, why yeah. wouldn't I listen? Oh. Yeah, it was like that moment then changed everything because I was like, there are really good guys out there. And there are people mm-hmm. that really, I was naked and quietly whispered, I don't want to do anything. And he was immediately. So it was like that spell of like, we're powerless. Yeah, it was amazing. But that should be the response anyway, shouldn't it? That should be the, like, exactly what he did. Oh my God, okay, sorry, what do you need? Like, I'll get out, I'll sleep down. Like, that should just be a normal response anyway. And it's sickening that it isn't always. Yeah. It is quite sad that we've had the reaction of going like, oh my God, what a sweetie. No, 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 we should go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. He could (laughs) not understand why I was so, like, and then I called my, one of our friends, I FaceTimed her and I was like, mate, I have to tell you what happened. And she knows all my history. And I told her and then, like, my other friend was there and he's like, he was like, yeah, I just did what a normal dude would do. And like, I'm really (laughs) sorry that you guys have to be this excited about it. But yeah. Yeah. And so since then it's become any chance I get, it's like, okay, what? how can we make a difference? I'd love for this film to get out yeah. there more. I really need to do better with <laughs> publicity on this and, you know, getting it out there. But I- I'm trusting that things will, you know, I'm hoping to keep working on sex education. I have been working with yeah. someone now to write a textbook. But, you know, so things will come Brilliant. through. But, yeah, it's it's good to talk about this again. I haven't really spoken about it for a while. So this is lovely. Because <laughs> yeah. didn't, didn't Spaghetti get put on airplanes or something what did i yeah did it go yeah it was on all the virgin atlantic it. yeah yes that's, that's it incredible she's like Thank i need to push you. it mark um, <laughs> yeah. but like what i loved about it was although it's a serious subject it's also really funny yeah and it's also really like real and i just remember watching it and being like this this should be shown in schools. This should be spoken about. This yeah. this is brilliant. It's what like, I want. It's such a it's such a simple way of explaining something that's so complicated. Yeah. That shouldn't be complicated, but it is. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I what yeah. is felt so important to me. I, I don't think that we have to deal with heavy subjects in a heavy way all the time. And actually I think that sometimes when you deal with a dark or difficult or heavy thing in a dark and difficult and heavy way, it makes people shut off. Because it's really hard. And I, I find, you yeah. know, I watched a film with Carrie Mulligan. Um, oh, of course, now I'm forgetting what it's called. Um, it will come back to me in a minute. Uh, but she, in the film, she ends up, you, there's a really, something, The Promising Young Woman or something like that. I think I've totally butchered that title. Oh, yes. With Bo Burnham in it. Um, yeah. Is that what it's called? Oh, a promising young woman. Is it promising? I think it's promising young woman. Something like that. I mean, I'm gonna Google it because yeah, yeah. Bloody brilliant film. Brilliant, yes. brilliant. But yes. I had no idea what it was about, and I was on a flight, and when a scene of that type comes on, oh, I started having a panic attack. So I was like, oh, I wasn't ready to watch this. Oh. So in my head, I was like, well, I want this to be able to be watched because I'll even see like friends with little kids going all right give mary a kiss goodbye and i'm like no no you don't have to like if you want to give me a hug goodbye that's fine but we can just wave Mm -hmm. like i think it's taught from such a young age of like go on give you give your uncle a kiss you're like i don't want to and you shouldn't have to (laughs) you should never have to hug yeah Yeah. 
literally yeah or go and eat that finish your dinner or the force everything is like force no i don't want to okay like we should be teaching that so i wanted to make a film that you could what i mean a six-year-old could watch this film and think it's about dinner (laughs) but then yeah you know then you get to older and you realize the pepper grinder means something else and all the things mean something else and it's like yeah i was just remembering the very oversized pepper grinder that was used <laughs> honestly Farrah it's freaking hilarious and like it's Dan like I love Dan so much and this is so not him like this character oh. he's playing is so the opposite of Dan and he just had this massive pepper grinder and I just remember being like oh they just slowly doing this in my face <laughs> yeah. so I was like oh god and we had this it's huge brilliant. thing of cheese and he like slaps the cheese I mean the whole thing it's like gross but funny so you can watch it and not be triggered but it may and it was funny because after you know a few of my guy friends had seen it they were calling me and they were like oh shit I've done it I've done that to someone I had no idea like what do I do and um yeah and I think a lot of people don't realize because I think as women we the smaller we are the more celebrated we are right like the the physically smaller the more we fit in, the more we go mm-hmm. along with stuff. If men the less make opinions us opinions, we have yes, yeah. we're celebrated. Well yeah. done, like good woman yourself. But it's yeah. like, so it's like, and also I think other thing that's drilled into us from way back, like, it, you know, you see movies where people would have a dance card, and you'd the dance card would get filled, and you had to be grateful when your dance yeah. card got filled. And I think even that is stuck in us that we should be grateful when a man wants us. Or when we're just wanted. Yeah. 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 Not true. And if you say no to a guy and he gets annoyed, because you always have that, oh, I just want to be liked. Just like me, love me, want me. And it's like, no. If if you say no to a guy and he gets annoyed, that is not someone you want to be intimate with. He's not for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jog on. Because if he's annoyed now, trust me, he's not going to treat you well once you've had sex. He's going to be the guy that's not going to call you back and you will feel three times as crap as you do right now just for saying no. He doesn't give a shit about your feelings. Yes. He's he's literally expressing how he doesn't care about your feelings in that moment. Yes. Yes. No, walk away. Walk away from that. Yes. So it's not going to magically change once you've been naked and you know intimate it's not gonna change so how can you how can you in a very digestible way like explain all this stuff and and yeah teach you know and like I wish I'd known all this earlier but even women my age like we're still in older you know it's and it's not just women but how do we teach people that you have dominion over yourself how can we teach it I didn't love myself at all. I didn't even like myself. It, I, it's only a few months ago for the first time ever I heard myself say to someone, I love myself. And I was like, oh my God, I got to the point. Oh, I was like, you know. I love that. Yeah, yeah and it's taken yeah, a lot awesome. of work. It's taken this last year of a lot of time by myself since a big breakup last summer to really like get to know myself and actually be like, yeah, I'm massively flawed yeah. but we all are and like but we all are that's oh what my makes gosh, us perfect are, yeah. in our own way yeah like, yeah it's a concoction of everything that makes you who you are like yeah. totally and it's, it's kind of like what you were saying with the whole like consent thing like when it's not something you look we've all had friends when they go oh I didn't want to sleep with him so I just like 
gave him a pity hand job or something like that. And yeah, you go, gave him a blowjob. job. There's still sex. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and you just go, that's still not consent and no, why do you feel like job. you have to give a part of you to this person for them to like you yes them interested yeah, so that they'll like, come back yeah. yeah no and every time you do it it's kind of like taking a little bit of your soul and your self-esteem yeah. because you're going all i am worth is the sexual favor that i can give you that society mm. tells me is why i am here yes like i'm so not for this mm. just and it's really hard because, like, as a woman, we shouldn't have these massive opinions and talk about it because that's not what we're meant to do. Yeah, be And it's small. like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I'm here for. No, we ha- no, no, we no, have yeah. to change it. And it's all conversations like this that really help. Yeah. I wish. My, my sex education, I seem to remember, was don't be a prick tease. And uh, <laughs> uh, if you ever yeah. lead a guy down the garden path, you better let him in the gate because, you know. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah, all these things. And I think that coming back to the self-love, it, this is where consent is so complicated to teach because it's not just yes or no. Because I didn't stand yeah. up for myself because I didn't care enough about myself. I didn't love myself. I had massive body issues, huge complexes yeah. about being liked, about being wanted. That yeah. all plays into whether you can confidently walk away or say no. So yeah. that's what's got to be taught. Like, it, oh, it's such yeah. a holistic thing. Consent is nothing, it's not yes or no. It's like, it's, it's so much more than that. So how can you yeah. start teaching yeah. all of that? Like, you know, if, if you walk away and the guy's mad and even if he tells his friends and you're, you're a prude or you're, what's the word that we use in England? If, frigid. 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 Yes. frigid. Oh, frigid teas. Yeah, because when you don't want it, sex is so shit. Like, it's not like anyone's (laughs) having a good time. No. No one's having fun here. No. And there's many years in which you can have good sexual experiences. And so sod it. Like, you know, so all of this has to be taught, I think, as part of sex education. It's, It's not just... Um, what we did which was like sketch drawings of ovaries like you're not really thinking about that in the moment yeah. <laughs> like, no no literally like the only things i remember learning about sex was it makes a baby yeah, yeah don't do Done. it <laughs> <laughs> literally don't do it yeah um, yeah but just going back to kind of the way the guy handled you sitting down and saying this is how i feel yeah says to me that he also knows Oh yeah. That what he did wasn't exactly right because if he hadn't had those thoughts, he would have probably gone, Oh my god, what do you mean? Are you okay? I'm so sorry yeah. you felt that way. Yeah. Ah. But the defensiveness yeah. goes, immediately. Yeah. And you just go, Hold on, I'm now apologizing to you and trying to calm you down even though yeah. I feel like shit. Oh, Hold that's on. awful. That's not what yeah. was his reaction so when you said like I've been crying for three days, you know, before he wanted to sort of leave? What oh did that... he, or was he just a little bit like No, he was very helpful in that he told me I was really messed up and I needed to get some help. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, wow, great. Wow, he was like, person. I think you're really you're really uh you know, you're really screwed up and I think you need to I think you really need to speak to someone and get some help. And I was like, Oh, maybe he's really <laughs> Which is like so annoying. And now yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Why don't you go and yeah, get some you. help? You need to help, my love. I was like, I'm in therapy <laughs> and I love it. And I think you should like have a little self-reflection. Yeah. And he, he has a daughter as well. And I'm just like, all these things. It's like from a previous oh. marriage, I think. But yeah. And like, 
I saw him once after this and um, it was about maybe a a year and a half ago and I was in Malibu and I'd gone to get a smoothie and do the whole Malibu thing. I was going to go for a walk on the beach and uh, I left the smoothie shop and um, I saw him out of the corner of my eye and I... It was so weird. I was like, I was standing in front of this big bush and um, my legs just went from under me. And I was in this oh flipping bush holding my smoothie, just like, oh my God, please oh don't gosh. see me. Yeah, it was awful. I was like, please oh don't God. see me. Yeah, I had no idea I'd still have such a physical reaction to seeing him. And then, Which is another kind of sign of PTSD. Yeah. 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 Because intellectually, oh God, I probably could have said hello. But my body, yeah. literally, my legs just went. And there I am in a boat shake trying to not spill this smoothie. And um, oh. got in the car and called Dan and just had a giant panic attack. Couldn't breathe. I was like, oh. I seen him. I de- And he, he taught me this really cool thing. Um, he had me pretend birthday candles were in front of me. And I was blowing out birthday candles. And it was oh. this really clever way of getting my breathing to slow down. Oh, that's wow. really clever. Yeah. That is clever. Oh, I like that. Like visualising yeah. it and then obviously yeah, It was wow. so helpful and I calmed down and then I was like, okay, maybe I never have to see him again. Maybe that was the one time I was he was put in front yeah. of me and, and I have never seen him since. And I've been in that part of town loads. But yeah, it's it. your body holds on to this stuff. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. One thing I found really, really helpful, I discovered during the pandemic, was um this thing. It's uh, It's called The Work. I hope I've got this right. Okay. By Taryn Tomey. And I know I've said her name wrong too, probably. I mean, just, <laughs> no, no, not the word. The class. The class. The class. By oh, Taryn Tomey. Okay. And okay. It, is, it is quite out there and weird, but it helped so much because I think we physically hold on to trauma. We, and mm-hmm. yeah. you have to physically get it out. And this, um, yeah. the class is where she does this stuff. It's all like sound with your movement with your body movement um and you really sound out things and move and I did it I did one day like spent three hours just doing they're all online and you can do live classes or online I spent three hours one day just doing them and crying and crying and crying and I felt so much release from everything I'd been holding on so I keep telling women about like do the class like even if you just do like the the one month intro or whatever just do it because yeah. it's like, or something similar that like works out, that physically oh, wow. works out yeah. the trauma. Yeah, but yeah. Wow, look at that. Yeah. It's weird. You feel like a bit of a twat doing it. Like... <laughs> bit alone. That's fine. I feel like a twat yeah. most days. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. So what's, what's next for spaghetti? What's happening with Mary? How is life? Yeah, life's interesting. Um, I Next for me is I'm writing a book. So I'm writing a collection of... Yes all the stories and things, because I just kept getting told you should write a book because so many things have happened. So I'm writing a book um, about that and also advice and uh, life hacks and funny things. So it's slowly coming together. Um, And then as far as spaghetti is concerned, things have just been so upside down because of the pandemic. So Mm. I have been talking with some students from the school that I was working with in London before. And a couple of the senior prefects want to carry on so I'm talking with them again now yeah now that term is starting because I need to have my goal with this my dream is to put a team together because this is bigger than I can do so yeah I've been working with one other lady who's got five children all in different ages of school 
and so different parts of sex education so she's got real vested interest in making a difference with that and then working with these students so hopefully now that I think things really are starting to get back to normal as far as school and all the rest of it um the goal is to now keep working and start to put together a textbook and um Wow. Yeah, start That's working incredible. at sex That's education. So <laughs> yeah. It's huge. It, it will make such a difference. Thank you. Absolutely. We said this about the um, domestic abuse in school. It was never talked about. It, you didn't know anything. I didn't no. know anything about it. No, um, so that's what we it needs to all be taught at such a young age and you know yeah. kids to be aware of it. Yeah. Um, including consent so it's all super important I think to get it in schools Absolutely. yeah and it's like kind of like what you said Mary like if you go in with a hard subject with a hard kind of way of doing it of going this is really important and this is really serious you lose people people mm. switch off people don't connect with it yeah or people are triggered and go the opposite way yeah. whereas like when you can open up a conversation about it when you can be a bit more like not tongue-in-cheek that's the wrong kind of vibe but have someone go like well what does that mean but I don't know yeah. I think that meant this mm-hmm. and it's a really interesting way because people do connect with that more and then you'll open up conversations to see why people say this way or that way and it's just it's just bloody brilliant like I fully love it like <laughs> I would watch it again in a heartbeat just like Thank I watch like, bloody Big Bang Theory all the time yeah um, so can can people find spaghetti is it actually out and available yeah it's watch? on YouTube um and YouTube it's YouTube people you just search spaghetti silence is not consent and I, right. I would love it to really get out there I re- like I say I need to get you know I just want to keep getting it shared so that we yeah. can just get more and more and more eyes on it because I do think I think too when you when you're told the answer to something it will stay with you for a minute but when you work out the answer yourself of something I think it stays with you a lot longer and so I think that's why this is so effective and I'm so grateful for Lizzie Gordon who was the one who called me and asked me to write something and help me with this concept and I mean honestly everybody who worked on it I got yeah it was the best team so definitely watch it and I will keep working. I'll keep doing things. I mean, I feel like the last two, well, two and a half, where are we now? Two and a half years have been, oh, yeah. <laughs> bit weird. A bit weird. On a strange side. Just a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I'll get back to it now. And now travel's opening up and, you know, Zoom is yeah. so helpful and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, things will move. That's amazing. It's, it's incredible. Honestly, thank you for yeah. what you're doing. We'll put a little clip of spaghetti onto our Instagram and stuff. So if you guys want to, listeners, if you want to go check it out, please do, because it's just bloody brilliant. And there's a really... Oh, amazing. Amazing (laughs) Zoom Good four seconds, you see Nat Gray. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best four seconds. (laughs) Just brilliant. Just so much fun. Um, But Mary, honestly, thank you so much for talking to us and taking the time and your really busy schedule. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for waiting this morning. (laughs) Thank you. No, don't be silly. Keep us updated with everything. And if there's anything, I mean, I don't know if we can, but if there's anything we can help with, like, Please oh, let us know. Absolutely. Please get in touch and we're, we're there. Thank and you. And let us know when the book's yeah. out and we will buy it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. gosh. I hope to have a first draft by, well, a first rough draft by Christmas and then a proper first draft by oh. Easter. That's the goal. So, nice. yeah, that's exciting. This Wonderful. has been lovely. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Take honestly. care. Have a great rest of your day. Thank, Thank you. So you. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Speak soon. Bye.
And that was Mary McBain. Yay! Thank you so much. Round of applause. (laughs) Isn't she a dream? Incredible. I I think I just kind of sat in silence for most of it. I know I'm going to listen to it back and be like, you never spoke. Were you even in there? Was I there? (laughs) Was you there? She's so intriguing and so inspiring. Oh my God, absolutely. I love, love, love what she's doing. And she's so positive. Mm -hmm. Like, again, that's something I love about so many guests we have. Like, go through trauma. They go through so much shit and yet come out like shining and this breath of fresh air and like, helping others oh god yeah. like even the fact like making something so incredible out of such a trauma mm-hmm. is so brave and so strong and i loved like when i was filming it everyone there was a woman apart from dan and literally like it was incredible like the atmosphere in the room was just love yeah and like i had no idea what mary's been through i had no idea i just i kind of assumed something because obviously it's quite a rough subject Mm -hmm. but i had no idea because she's so she's it's kind of what she was saying like there's no point like making something that is so hard hitting even worse like we might as well bring some positivity out of it might as well make it into something to help us approach it in another way yeah yeah so it's not as scary to watch or listen to that's absolutely absolutely what we're trying to do as well yeah like when she said like because people do switch off like yeah the second like i tell people at this podcast you do watch a few people kind of glaze over and Mm -hmm. go oh that sounds far too serious for me yeah i actually had someone tell me like weeks ago they're like oh i tried to listen to it but it made my like partner feel a bit uncomfortable and i was just like okay sure oh really yeah um (laughs) And I was like, okay, like, it shouldn't be a conversation that's uncomfortable. And, yeah. like, something about this podcast, when we talk about it, and, like, I tell people, I'm like, it is just two mates, kind of, we rip each other quite a bit, and we <laughs> chat, and we have a bit of banter, and yeah. we try and talk about this horrible subject, but show that it isn't yeah. something that can define you. It's, it's like, it's, something it's the journey afterwards happens. as well. It's yes. the healing process. That's yeah you know, it never quite mm. leaves you. And that's something Absolutely. you just have to come to terms with and you just got to heal and grow from it. And yeah. like exactly what Mary's doing, trying to help other people and bring awareness to yeah. it. That shouldn't be an uncomfortable situation. No. At all. But No. She's a ledge. Love her. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so Mary. much. Thank you. And um, we're going to put a link on... Oh, I work out how to put it on ACAST. I'm sure there's a way. Um, I'll Google it. We'll Google. Um, a link to spaghetti if you guys to check out. But if I can't manage to do that, because um, you know, technophobe, <laughs> um, go onto our Instagram. I'll put a link on there. Yeah. And honestly, watch it because it is bloody brilliant. Yeah. And there's a really funny Zumba instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Shining moment. <laughs> That's your claim. Claim, claim to, to fame. fame. No, my claim to fame is an extra in Harry Potter and no one's taken that away from me. That's literally like, if I win like a Grammy or like whatever, I would literally still be like, the highlight of my career was extra number 7,200 million in Harry Potter. I, are you being serious right now? Why do I not know this? Do you not know that I was in Harry Potter? No. Fuck <laughs> off. I basically tell everyone this. Yeah, did you know? No, probably because when we first met, I was like, I don't like Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, you're one of them. Yeah. Sure. I'm a Buffy the Vampire Slayer girl. Leave me alone. But then, like, but how would you not then like Harry Potter? Because it's, it's on the no. same, like, it's nerd, d- geek, magical world. Stranger era. Things, The Walking Dead, <laughs> ba- and Buffy oh. the Vampire Slayer. That, that's me. But Harry Potter, I just, I'm going to get so much hate now. I've just outed myself. Right, no, okay. <laughs> I, I get it. 
if you're older and you watch Harry Potter's, like, because obviously I watched Harry Potter's when they came out, because yeah. I was like the biggest bookworm, and I, I did watch read the, all the first ones. But then, as we got older, like the last ones, oh my babe, like, have you watched them now? Have you watched the final films? I've never. I've seen one. Oh I'm my not, god! I'm not even joking. Farrah, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Are you just ending our oh relationship? Terminated. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> End of podcast. Um. Like, the last two films are quite scary. And, like, oh, my God, it's just fucking brilliant. Okay. Although, um, please tell everyone the other night when we were laid in bed. What? And what did you do when you were <laughs> you were so angry at me? Oh, my God. <laughs> so why, why is Harry Potter such a big part of my life? Um, so there is um, Potter World on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing. Uh, um, I'm getting the pre-gig but like vibes and anxiety now um so online you go on and you like fill in all your details about you as a person and like the sorting hat puts you into your house fucking farrah got slivering which is the house i always wanted to be in because let's be honest draco malfoy hello she was Um, like i don't get it i was like I don't know what's what. I know Lipid. there's one called Raven something, and the only reason I know that is <laughs> Me because and you are gonna fall out. like my I'm <sighs> I'm actually convinced that like my spirit animal is a raven. So I was like, I'm in that house, and she was like, You're definitely not. So this is how it came around because I have no clue. And she gave me the dirtiest look when it came up. She was like, I have been trying to retake this test for years and you just got, you don't even watch it. I was fuming. The thing is, you were answering the questions and I was like, that's a slivering answer. (laughs) Why is she saying that? Um, Because the reason we took the test is because you were saying like, oh, why are we talking about Harry Potter? Fuck knows why. I don't know. But we were talking about it and you were like, oh, I'll probably be in that raven one because I'm a raven. I was like, that's not how, how it works. It works. <laughs> I was like, it's based so on traits. uneducated. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but my spirit animal's a raven. You was like, shut up. I'm getting it up right now. Like, you have no <laughs> clue what you're talking about. So. Oh, God. Yeah, so I was in the Harry Potter films. Can you? Basically, okay, like, doing what? So and now my, I'm going to watch them. Thank you. I mean, blink and you'll miss me, but pause it on the exact moment and you might see me. Okay, great. Um, so my school, my like performing arts college I went to in London fed into the Harry Potters, like, because obviously they needed extras who okay. were that age. So, like, my whole year is in Harry Potter. Oh, that makes so much um, sense. That's good, yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. Like, Aiden hates it, because when I've watched Harry Potter, I'm like, there's Amy, there's Sam, there's Gareth. <laughs> like... He's like, like oh <laughs> He's literally like, I don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, but you should. So were um, you, you were an extra. Yeah. Were you given a house then? Yes. What were you? Hufflepuff. Um, I didn't want to be in Hufflepuff. No. Because I really fancied Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy was like my first ever crush. Um, so yeah, I was fuming. I wasn't in Slytherin. Um, but yeah, so you walked into like wardrobe and the woman was like, so you're going to be in um, Hufflepuff. And I was like, you are the sorting hat, but as a person, <laughs> and I love it. Um, yeah, it was, oh my God, it was so much fun. Like it was, you just sat around all day and got used for like 10 fucking seconds. But wow. I had a great time. That's um, awesome. I love that. Mate, honestly, I, because I remember when I left college, loads of like people in my year, like made up character names and put them on their CV to be like, I was in Harry Potter. <laughs> and, like, Brilliant. I was like, Brilliant. I was extra number 175. And honestly, you'll never see me, but I was there. I, was there. I had a wand. I had a cape. Oh, wow. <laughs> did you really? Did you have the Babe. whole shebang? Yeah. Did you, you get the whole thing? Did you get to keep it? 
No. Though, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but my flatmate at the time, uh, one of my best friends still, sorry, um, who I went to the wedding with the other day. Oh, yeah. He stole a bit of the set. Yes, Yes, that would have been me. And he came home and he was like, I've got some. I was like, no what was it um, what did he steal just like a bit of rubble that was on the floor why like, why are we whispering like they can hear i know one of brothers are gonna like, come knock the door down um he's just stole it basically there's a scene in it where like the castle is falling down basically okay. spoiler alert but you should have all seen it because it came out 14 years ago or whatever 12 years ago apart from um, me everyone listening's watched it bar me yeah basically yeah. um and like the, it, the like castles crumbling around everyone and my mate stole a bit of that <laughs> love that love that line so there you go well my uh, there's an interesting fact about nat gray music there you go yeah. guys and my dream is to be um i'll get back to you guys when i've been an extra in the walking dead i'll be a zombie i can see that you wouldn't even need yeah. makeup <laughs> Oh, I walked. Do you know why I'm laughing? Because I know I walked into that. Like, I'd seriously walked. I'd have been mad if you didn't say that. So, God. Oh, right. Do we have a win of the week? Um, That you you were an extra in Harry Potter. I, I mean, was an extra in Harry that's Potter. That's a win. I actually didn't know that. I'm quite sure. I'm going to live off of it, you know. Thank you so much. It is number one on my CV. Yeah, I Definitely. Yeah. Amazing. Fuck all the other shit I've done. <laughs> that's, that. that's shining it. moment. I can die happy. <laughs> right, that, on that note, let's go. Oh, we can't. I've got to go to again. <laughs> um, right, peace out, A-Town down. Love you all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>We do apologise if anyone was triggered by any of the dialogue we used today. We are still learning and we are only just beginning to talk about our own experiences. We're aware that trigger warnings are completely different for everybody, so please bear with us. We love you all. We also want to hear your experiences. If there's anything you'd like to share with us, any stories, anything you are happy to discuss on this podcast, you can stay anonymous if you would like. Please send us an email at takebackthebeattour at gmail.com. That's takebackthebeattour at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at Take Back the Beat. Thanks, guys. We love you all.